Hello, party people of the world. You're here with Danny and Evan on the first cut again. Today's episode, we are doing experimental. Like uh, like Evan and I like to be with each other. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's waste no time getting into our first pick, Dead Writer. The album is Crew Licks. The first song is uh, Grand Ma Blues. Evan, how are you feeling today, buddy? <clears throat> I'm feeling all right. Are you sure? I'm feeling all right. It's a beautiful day. Hell yeah. Got good vibes in the air. You're wearing sunglasses inside? Sunglasses, yeah. It's like, well, I mean, yeah, your little place here is actually fairly bright. You mean outside or inside? Inside, it's a little bright. Well, yeah, the sun is shining in and it's, uh, you know, it's just comfortable to wear the shades right now. I don't know. It's doing me some good. Would you say sunlight over you no matter what you do? Uh, what is that from? Are you sure? Are you sure you don't know what it's from? Sunlight over you no matter what you do? Well, change change the context to where you're talking about yourself. Sunlight over me no matter what I... What? No matter what I do. It's Fleet Foxes. Oh, oh, for goodness sakes. Yeah. I'm like, that's like one of your favorite songs by one of your favorite bands. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, it's more of the melody, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't recognize it much of that. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could throw out like, any Sunlight random lyric. Sunlight over me no matter what I do. Yeah. So we're being a little fast and loose today with uh, experimental, but uh, I will say the three picks we have for you today are definitely at least experimental in some right. Um, and they're all really fucking good. And Evan does not like this album art nearly as much as I do. Oh, it's, it's, you know, it's just, um, just in case you're having trouble creepy. seeing it. There you go, buddy. Find it highly unpleasant. If anyone, I love it. If anyone listening or watching has seen um, Mulholland Drive by I David know. Lynch, um, they might get kind of spooked out by this in the same way that I do. Um, the whole man behind Winkies bit uh it just it strikes me in the same kind of way yeah that's a david lynch film right yeah i've still never seen it but i'd like to um i I wouldn't honestly say that it's it's much of an interesting it's definitely avant-garde it's you know i mean it's experimental so it it fits to talk about on on his list i mean i don't know i i I guess i would reckon this this band maybe is familiar with the um, David Lynch Perhaps. canon, because uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it. <laughs> I think he's very influential in any any given experimental um, group. But uh, yeah, so this shit definitely freaks me out. <laughs> so if you close your eyes, what do you think of the music? Um. I like it. it honestly, it it. Um, I feel like I could close my eyes and like not knowing anything about the band, I could tell they're from Chicago. Oh, definite because okay. like I, I feel like it's got like a Chicago vibe to it. Like I mean, I, I'm not an expert at all on like um, on like you know regional sounds and stuff, but sure. I feel like Chicago has a very distinctive like sound as far as like experimental rock or indie rock or or noise rock or, or you know anything like that I, I feel like they have a very distinctive kind of sound yeah and so it, it yeah. does maybe remind me maybe like five to ten percent which is obviously very very small 
of like swans some like pretty early swans like maybe like mid 90s yeah it's too groovy yeah it's just like i think maybe that's part of it it's like the the groove it's got a it's got a good groove it's definitely like fucking yeah um kind of twisted and yeah uh you know experimental but it's it's got that groove yeah and it keeps you uh keep your hips swinging you know well to be fair i mean this song yeah has blues in the name i think it goes a little away from that fairly quick and quick looking yeah okay i guess we'll see you in a second here Maybe I'm wrong, though. I could be remembering wrong. Let's see. It's a little different. I don't know, man. I just like this shit a lot. I really, really enjoy and admire music that challenges musicality. You know what I mean? In one way or another. Yeah, I like this a lot. This is interesting. This is like, um... Well, I own it, so... It's like some, like... Some, Let's do it whenever you want. It's very romantic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, of course I get, like, lots of, like, um, vibes from other similar artists. Right. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I don't think it's worth saying any of them because it's just, like, yeah, I don't want to, like, sound reductive. Like, right. Comparing it to anything, but but uh, yeah, and see, that's the funny thing. Like, I mentioned Swans, which I think it's kind of like it's almost a cop out to be like, Oh, yeah, this band's experimental, they remind me of Swans. Is like, is that the only fucking experimental band you know? Um, and when I say, like, yeah, they kind of remind me of that, I, I meant in that last song specifically, and only, like, the most vaguely, like, 5%. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was like the, I feel like this band has maybe listened to Swans before. That's what I was getting out of it. Not like they're huge fans of or trying to emulate in any means, but... Yeah, you know, honestly, like, I hear a tune like this. How much support does this band have? A pretty fair amount. Fair amount, okay. Um, and how, like, prolific are they? Do they have lots of uh, lots of work? Um, it, I wonder I if there's a description so. maybe we can, we can gander at. Okay, let's just go check out the description real quick. Um, a monster, a oh. damned chimera, reconflecting man in pieces, audio verite, dance and blues, pop and rock varieties, not created but lived with parts of life on the run, reused to facilitate other parts, not whole but fully animate, brutal and beautiful, even if they didn't invent this wheel, they brought some badass spinner rims to the table. Just like... Okay. <laughs> um, I think it's interesting that the ones they're being compared to, like like daughter and dear. I'm like, well, really. I'm not saying that to be like either of those bands are bad, because I think daughters and dear are both perfectly fine bands of their own right. But I just, I don't know how you would compare that to this. You know, yeah, I think. Um, 
I think this kind of sound is like, you know, I don't know what their like lead track is on. Uh, what, um, um, but um, I, this one at least definitely has like some kind of like commercial appeal. Like, I, I think it's definitely like it has that like. It has that that prettiness to it, that like nice production quality. But it is like this rhythm is just like so fucked up. I think it really I does like kind of like challenge, you know, your, yeah. um, you know, something deep within. Which I, I think see is this cool. being played on like NPR. Yeah. Or certainly like uh, you know like the blog radio or something like the Sirius XM. They do the Sirius XM. Oh geez, now this is just like. The Clash or something. Yeah, it's all over the place. That's what I like about it. Heaven. What do you think of that album cover? Um, I find it highly erotic and sexual. There we go. Now we're getting somewhere. Let's talk about Freudian psychology. I, I think if I were aroused in any way, I, I could see that picture and immediately it'd be crushed like a fucking pancake and just like completely, completely. Uh, you know, I, just, I find it just so highly fucking disturbing. Like I like the I kind like, of monster that would appear at the side of my bed in my worst nightmare. I like the euphemism. If I was aroused, I'd be immediately crushed like a pancake. Well, yeah. Well, you know, the imagery of. No, I. Oh, I got it. I got it. <laughs> I'm just thinking of literally like flat and circular. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'm like. Hmm. Oh yeah. Of course, it would widen. You know, it'd have yeah, to widen yeah, to yeah. you know because science and shit like that. Right. Surface. Because you know science. Science. Oh, science. I like that little auctioneer. What do you think of auctioneers? Have you been to an auction? I've been to an option. Well, I got this saddle at an auction. The man working at the auction assured me that this was an auction. I've never been to an auction. Of course, I've been to like silent auctions, but oh, but that's different. I know it's just like completely not the same thing. Auctions no, I've never been to like uh, like a regular um, auctioneer auction. No, I've never been. That'd be kind of neat. I like obviously. auctions. Um, estate sales often have auctions. Plus, I mean, you know, you get someone's shit that they had before they died for, like, nothing. So that's really cool. Um, I definitely don't recommend going to a livestock auction. Unless, unless you really want to uh, in deep in your vegan values. <laughs> because, boy, let me tell you. If you've ever wanted to see, like, firsthand what fucking animal abuse and cruelty looks like... That's the place to go. Well, I mean, the place to go is a slaughterhouse, but short of that, it's an auction. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. It's like, fucking I, dark. I, you know, I, I talked to some co-workers of mine and, and just other, you know, people I know, acquaintances of mine about that kind of topic. And, and I'm like, I'm like, hey, look, this is my philosophy on, you know, I'm, I'm a vegetarian, pescatarian, whatever. I mean, uh, You're a pessimist. I'm pretty fluid. I'm a pessimist. I'm a fluid pessimist, um, but uh, I one of the like I pretty much I guess the main thing I say is like, look I don't care what anyone else does, I just I think it's important for people to be aware of where their food comes from, yep, and then I and I mean I know you've said this to me before, so I use this, I, I use this bit of like, um, it, in my opinion, if you're not comfortable slaughtering Ooh. the animal, Ooh. 
then maybe you shouldn't be consuming the animal. Absolutely. And I've this, talked this to... This is the, like, the feature. Oh, yeah, probably. okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, please but, go ahead. Well, uh, and I've talked to people at my work about, like, and so, you know, that's that's what I think. I think if you wouldn't want to slaughter the animal, you shouldn't eat the animal. Yep. And I've, I've, I've had people say, oh, I'd absolutely slaughter the animal. And I'd be like, have you ever actually done that? Oh, yeah. No, 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 I haven't, but I would. I love steak. I never slaughtered a cow. I don't think I've ever even, like, really seen I a cow in real life, but I would. I oh, my seriously, God, so easy. seriously. I think it should be, I think it should be, like, if, if it gets to a point where meat is much less accepted and it's more like i accept that you'll eat that you know like if you accept the the real sin of it essentially um which is funny because i'm a i'm a huge meat eater but i've slaughtered countless fucking animals um i know where my food typically comes from more often than not granted if i go and eat out that's different but he leaves a trail of dead fucking livestock everywhere yeah, he goes. I do. A trail of fucking rotten bones. <laughs> um, but anyways, I've slaughtered several animals. I seriously think like it should be practically a, a legal requirement once you're in, like an adult. That, like if you want to eat meat, you have to not only kill but butcher at least one animal to like really fully realize what it is that you're doing. I know, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's like, I mean, I I wouldn't do that, and it's like, well, then you shouldn't eat meat. I know, you know, I've never, I've, I've never come close to doing that. I I never really like, you know, I, I didn't, I wasn't raised on a farm. I never like, yeah. Well, that's that's the main thing, of course. Yeah. I, I was never raised on a farm or anything like that. I mean, I, I certainly like. I mean, I am within like 50 feet of livestock right now, of course. But yeah, of course. so, so I see them. You know, I, I think it's it's one thing when you see a real live like animal, like a horse or something, in front of you, and you realize that like, wow, this is a living creature with a heartbeat and a brain, yep. and w- that feels emotions, and they're smart. Yep. And it's like, and then you know, then I like think about that question, and it's like, would you? slaughter this animal if you know you want to continue eating them of course horses that's different fine you know fine people don't eat horse meat you shouldn't don't do it um i actually was really floored um a couple of weeks ago um i saw a steer being taken off to slaughter and uh it had been killed and it was being like hung up it was being like pre pre pre-dressed essentially is the term and it's a much nicer way of saying it before being taken off and it was it was a steer i remember which for those who are not familiar essentially means uh, a bull that was castrated at birth because despite the fact that horses are very smart cows are not cows are really dumb and bulls will definitely reproduce with their sisters with their mothers like they don't care um, so you very often make young male cows steers. Often you have breeding bulls and then you have steers. But um, this steer was fucking massive. Like it may have been the biggest steer I've ever seen. But yeah, like this thing when it was being uh, being dressed, I noticed like uh, this fucking like box truck that was going to take it off. Um, was holding it up by its ankles 
and it was like its front feet were touching the ground, and this fucking cow was so goddamn big that its entire, like, hind legs stuck up over this box truck. And that was one thing to me was, uh, yeah, obviously, again, not being too graphic, just, like, seeing that, I was so amazed at how big that fucking cow was. And it's one of those things when you see things at certain angles and only think of, like, certain things and perspectives, you don't really think, like, that's a massive fucking animal. But, yeah, that thing was, that was crazy big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. They weigh a lot, too, cows do. Yeah. Big old bastards. At least... 50 pounds. Yeah, they're a little more than 50 pounds. Um, <laughs> it's not uncommon for them to be up to a thousand pounds. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just interesting because at my work, um, we sell whole pigs that are like 75 pounds, but you realize. Did you that's... bring me one, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> um, you realize, though, that like, like that's on like the very fucking small side. Like, pigs get fucking enormous. It's so crazy. Like, so a 75-pound pig is like... It's like... When you look at it, like, you know, this frozen pig carcass, it's like, oh, yeah, that's, that's pretty big. It's like, oh, they get fucking huge. Yeah. It's weird, though, for me, having, like, grown up with the idea of killing and slaughtering animals being, like, very, very normalized, to see a lot of the things that were, like, uh, traditional or almost ritualistic in some cases like growing up that I can look back on now as an old man and be like that was pretty fucking weird mm-hmm. um mm. yeah Evan what do you think you about ready to move on buddy yeah from this topic I think uh yeah if I keep talking about this topic I'm gonna get gross <laughs> like I'm gonna talk about some shit that might get me into some trouble <laughs> yeah, well, I've certainly enjoyed uh, the music. Yeah, man, here. <laughs> it's real good. Dead Rider, keep doing what you're doing. It's provocative, it's evocative, it. it's um, it's erotic, kind of disturbing, and it's I like it. Yeah, it's certainly experimental, and it, I like it. Oh yeah. Cheers, guys. Okay, people. <laughs> we're uh, we're on with our second pill. Pi- oh, our second pill. We're on with our second pick. Uh, the band is called The Mercury Tree. This album is called Spider Milk. Great fucking album name. Um, we'll go ahead and start with I Am a Husk. Now, this being said, experimental is not. God damn it! Experimental is not the first phrase I would think of when referring to the Mercury Tree, who I do know a little bit. Um, I'd say they're kind of more like prog rock, but I do think they're a little experimental. And as you may be hearing in this, be like, this sounds kind of wrong. It's because their instruments are all tuned microtonally, so they're not on any perfect pitches. I think they're like exactly know, like, halfway between. One of the things that makes my toes curl a little bit. Is Microtones? Like, it's like it's it's like I, I'm I'm all about like um, fresh, exciting, and new, and I like microtonal stuff. But oh, yeah. it's one of like the most challenging things for me to like really get over just like the 12 tone you know yeah. scale um yes i i really yeah i really enjoy microtonal music um it's pretty 
pretty uncommon, though, really. Like, at least in the Western world. Yeah. But, uh, but that being said, the Mercury Tree, they are a local pick. They're from Portland, Oregon. Uh, our good friend Michael True, I believe, has played with them a few times. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, I do not know them personally. I've listened to a little bit of their music, but... Um, I wouldn't mind knowing them personally. If you guys want to meet up and have a beer, say what's up. We'll make a whole fucking thing of it when I go down to Portland. So, what's up? Uh, TMT. Mm-hmm. Say what's up. Say what's up. You know what I mean? See what's up. Yeah. What's goody? Yeah. Anyways. Uh, no, it's a super cool album, though. Um, and they have, I, have, I listened to, what was the other album there that I listened to? Uh, Permutations. That was a good one. Look up their shit. You know what I mean? Buy it. Um, go see them bid a show, whatever. They're a big uh, PNW band, so you know. That's so such like yeah, a grungy out. tone. Like, yeah. Woo. That badass. Thick. Yeah. Yeah, she thick. Damn, boy, it's thick. <laughs> I had to move so far away from the microphone to do that. <laughs> Chocolate rain. Like I'll make that Jesus. fucking joke every goddamn time you say you move away from the microphone. Yeah, you do. It I do be that way. Everyone, what do you think of this album cover? Uh, definitely not creepy in any way. I think it's just kind of <laughs> cool. That sincerely. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I don't find I, that I creepy. Don't, <laughs> I don't find it creepy merely because it is so obviously not realistic. Mm-hmm. If it was realistic shutters yeah yeah i hate spiders i hate things in and or near my eye so the idea of like a fucking tarantula crawling out of my eye hole mm-hmm. well i'm sure yeah i'm sure you can go on like live leak or something and find an actual video of like i a really spider don't think about it <laughs> so yeah i mean i won't mean either i i've Certainly, I don't think uh, spiders aren't uh, uh, crux for me. They're not something that I I have a, a fear of necessarily, but I definitely wouldn't want to intentionally expose myself. Evan eats spiders like for fun. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, maybe once I have. Yeah. Maybe Speaking once. of spiders and fun and Evan, uh, did you ever see the Joker? Sorry. <clears throat> did you ever see Joker? The new walking, newish walking Phoenix movie. Walking Phoenix. <laughs> walking Phoenix. Walking Phoenix. You uh, asshole. No, I've never seen it. You should. It's really good. I mean, I wouldn't watch it with the kids, but it's really good. Yeah, I think it looks pretty cool. I think I can give it a shot. I watched it with the gal last night, and she loved it. And that's actually what she said. Like I said, what did you think when it was done? She's like, oh, I loved it. It was so great. Interesting really good yep uh yes uh walking phoenix so he did uh man yeah he's been he's been out there for a while he, he did what that uh, johnny cash yeah johnny Walk cash the line, one of my favorite movies i have two copies of that movie i don't know why but i do actually i do know why it's because i bought one and my ex had one and then when we broke up she just wound up not taking it back so i have two copies of that movie mm-hmm I at one point had three copies of Kung Pao Enter the Fist, and I don't know why that was the case. Oh, for fuck's sake. I love that movie so much. I like that movie, but I, I recently heard someone, like on a, on a podcast, I think, like mm-hmm. making a joke from that 
movie and like just talking about it for a while. Just like the whole wee 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 oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's a and I, I was just like kind of cringing the whole time. I'm just kind of sitting there like, you know, honestly, I don't find this as funny as I did when I was like, you know, 12 or 13 or whatever, how old, however old I was when that came out. I and, still think uh, it's pretty fucking funny. And I, I'm sure if I like watched the whole movie that I would find a good amount of it still funny. But It'd certainly some of like the the most mimetic parts from the yeah. from the movie I, I think are Is that a real word? Yeah. Mimetic? Yeah. Like memeable? Yeah. Hmm. I think Richard Dawkins coined it. Okay. I've never heard that, but I like that. Yeah. I think of like um yes, I mean a lot of the stuff that I think were like real um well, yeah, yeah, memes, I guess I'll say for that time. I, I don't find funny like the whole fucking I need gopher chucks. Like, yeah, it's not that funny anymore. Um, I still think the scene where he literally punches a hole straight through that one guy, that was pretty funny. And the narrator, narrator's just like, I mean, crap, man, look at that. <laughs> like, that makes me laugh. Um, that's right. Nah, I'll kill him. I'll kill him dead. That was pretty funny. Or the one, the one fucking joke I love where he says like, uh, "What do you get when you cross an owl with a bungee cord?" My ass. And then just everybody starts laughing. I still think that's kind of funny. I don't remember shit from that movie. Or of course the uh, <laughs> when uh, when he's going to the markets, he's like, "I'll take a pound of nuts." That's a lot of nuts. It's like. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! I love There's that. There's some redeemable value. That'll be four bucks, baby! You want fries with that? <laughs> Fuck. And a Coke to drink or something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Totally different. <laughs> but I like it. I like the tie-in. Give me a Dr. Pepper. <laughs> That's a good tie-in. Say, I, like uh, I don't think he's a Coke, yeah. Well, he says a Coke at one point. Oh, he does. He, he says a Coke to drink or something. Oh. I think that's. I think that's the first time. It's like, get me a chicken sandwich and some waffle fries and a Coke to drink or something. <laughs> and then he laughs and he comes back. It's like, what do you want? What do you want to drink? He's like, give me a Dr Pepper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. No, you got it. Yeah, you got it right. That's right, dude. That's right. Oof. Microphone oh. stuff. So I really rigid. like it. Yeah, I like it too. It's challenging. I think it's one of those things where it's just like it's hard for this to just be on in the background and not have it be like the center of attention. Because the microphone thing, I think, just demands so much yeah. attention. It's like eating sugar-free natural nut butter. Yeah, it's a challenge. It's worth it. It's pretty yummy. Kind of stuff is mixed nut butter, so it's all yeah, yeah. It's a uh, almond, cashew, pumpkin seed, chia seed, and black seed. What busted nuts, nusted butts? <laughs> um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, dude, I'm into this shit. Um, go down to the uh, don't tell me what to do. Description, your fucking can... hands work. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Would you like me to keep going? Um, that's probably fine. <laughs> this is fine. This is what you're looking for? Yeah. Whoops. Oh, well, I guess you just have to deal with that. Okay. I can actually read this for some reason. Okay. What's I'm, your sunglasses? I guess. 
A mammoth project of over two years, this is our first full-length album composed entirely in microtonal tuning using 17 notes per octave. Ooh, yeah, octave per octave. Um, using an assortment of custom-built instruments. That's the kind of what I wanted. To, that's the kind of what I wanted to know. Get on with it. Um, so custom-built instruments, okay, and synthetic sounds, and a newly expanded lineup. We tried to craft something that's beautiful yet completely unfamiliar. We hope these uh, novel pitches, typically rarely heard by the average music listener will introduce you to an alien and fascinating world yet one that's still rich with humanity and emotion I probably sound like I'm fucking in fourth grade trying to read this shit you always sound like you're in fourth grade (laughs) you know what happened when I was in fourth grade 9-11 really yeah I thought that was like fifth or sixth grade. Mm, that was fourth grade, wow. brother. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I necessarily want to get into a conversation about 9-11, though, so... Well, especially a divisive one where we're going to argue on the timeline of a very specific... Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, especially a divisive one where, you know, we don't know who actually perpetrated 9-11. No. <laughs> no, that's true. I think the government should do an open and honest investigation. <laughs> Yeah, but jet fuel can't melt steel beams. Well, but steel beams can melt jet fuel. That's true. That's very true. Did I ever tell you the fucking, um, the, uh, I, I kind of, uh, chaffed, chuffed, chived, um, when I was working at, um, you know the one, the place I was working at a couple of years ago that makes wood and wood products. Wood and wood, wood accessories? Yeah, I didn't really want to say the name. I don't know why, but I don't really want to say the name of the place I used to work. But the place I used to work that makes wood and wood products, uh, we had to have, like, mandatory, like, yearly um, um, fire safety courses. Mm. But the big thing is they were talking about, like, different types of fire uh, and different types of fire extinguishers so you can put said types of fires out. And, you know, they talk about, like, you know, uh, there's, like, uh, metal fires, electrical fires, you know, certain things like that. But it was funny, I remember. God, that's fucking sick. Hang on. I'll come back to it. I mainly like the tone. Like, I, I really love the, like, grungy tone. But, anyways. I like all of it. But, anyways. So, it, it was funny to me that I remember um, the guy was... Uh, you know, going over. All right. So, what are what are some uh, types of flammable metals? Which is funny because I think right off the cuff, a normal person would be like, "Flammable metals." But you know, people start listing a few, and um, like I think like like phosphorus was one that came up, which is like, yeah, no shit, it's used a lot in burning things. But uh, I remember I said. Uh, I said, what about aluminum and iron oxide? And the guy goes, uh, hmm, okay, uh, may- maybe? And I'm like, maybe? Isn't it your job to know, like, what is flammable yeah, and destructive? What the hell? <laughs> and he's like, I don't know if aluminum and iron oxide are flammable. I'm like, well, aluminum and iron oxide is fucking thermite. 
which is the most flammable and destructive fucking substance that we know of. So, yeah, it's flammable. Put homeboy in his place. I just, I, I thought it was so fun. I did actually, I didn't get like that, like, worked up about it, but I did. Like, he, he was like, I don't know about that. And I was like, uh, aluminum and iron oxide is thermite, which is the most fucking explosive. Yeah, we saw Breaking Bad. Yeah, did they? Yeah, they did use thermite in Breaking Bad. Yeah. yeah. I got a little excited there for a second. I had a yeah. voice crack. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. But I'm like, <laughs> that shit burns through literally anything. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's fucking flammable. It's kind of how I feel sometimes when, like, I'm doing homework with the, with the kiddos and, like, you know, it'd be like a subtraction problem. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, here, this is the answer I got. Is that right? And I'm like, um... Sure. I'm supposed Maybe. to be really wise. Um, um, I think it might be right. <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. Well, yeah, neat. Thermite. Maybe I should use thermite on the homework. Yeah, I'm not only going to burn your homework, but I'm going to burn through the table, the subfloor, <laughs> and into the fucking core of the earth. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The Legion of uh, Doom. The Legion of Doom. There you go. I just, I thought that was so fucking funny. He's like, maybe? I'm like, how do I know more about fires than you do? I was going to say, wait, so was it like an inquisitive maybe? Or was it like a, you're probably wrong, maybe? Uh, It was an inquisitive. Okay. He wasn't like, you don't know what you're talking about. All right, well, I guess. So, yeah, there's there's some concession. I was going to say, yeah, was it like... When someone says like I don't know about that, is it no, no, like no, no. is it, it not, is it like it oh I like literally that. don't know about that, or is it like I don't know about that? You're yeah. wrong. I'm pretty sure you're wrong, but I don't want to overtly call you out. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, Mercury Tree. This is badass, man. These guys are yeah, dude. Wicked. Fucking come have a beer with us, the Mercury Tree, or we'll come have a beer with you. But you know. HMU fam, winky face with the little three that makes it kind of look like a cat. Yeah. That's some old school shit right there. I like the saxophone under it, too. That's not badass. Despite that, Evan, you think you're about ready to move on, Diddly? I think I'm... I think I'm quite ready. I think I've... I think I've reinvigorated my my headspace with this uh, with this interesting novel I can, music. I can see that you're ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, the Mercury Tree. Um, make sure to hit us up and let me know what kind of whiskey you like, so I can bring you some of that sweet, sweet WW. And we're back, people, with our last pick. We're the back. band is. I'll do it again. <laughs> Don't even fucking test me. We're back with the band Yowie. The album is uh, Synchromysticism. <laughs> Synchromysticism. The uh, first track is Ineffable Dolphin Communion. Which, Evan, what do you think of this pick that you've never heard? I think it's great. I think it's a great name. First, well, I mean the Yowie. album name, I should say. Uh, I really like the band name, to be honest. I, I like the band name too. Yeah, I like it. Um, it sounds like uh, some kind of like uh, sounds like an onomatopoeia mm-hmm. that you would like say if you like accidentally like burned yourself. Like yowie. 
Yeah. Wait, hang on. Give me a second. Yeah, it's pretty fucking dissonant. Um, um, That fucking bass tone is insane. I love it. They were like, they were like, Flight of the Bumblebee, hold my beer. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think I think it's a really interesting. You know, I I guess I don't remember this one quite as well. See, I heard this before, but it was a little while ago. So. I don't remember the territory this goes exactly into, but if I recall correctly, it's quite dissonant for at least a good long period of time. I like dissonance. Oh, I like dissonance too. You know, I I feel like a long time ago I was way more into dissonance than I am now. I don't necessarily know why. Oh, I love it now. I can listen to it straight. That's why I like the you know the microtonal thing from the last pick. Like I really I love the microtonal thing, but but like. It's for some reason become more challenging for me to like listen to that. That like dissonance has become more challenging for me as as I go on in years. For some reason or another, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a lightweight. I don't know. But uh, it's it's as badass nevertheless. I mean, um, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna actually go uh, go in here. likelihood that this band is from Antarctica. I think it's highly likely. Yeah, probably. Um, Sounds like it's from another goddamn world, so... Yeah, it reminds me of, um... Uh... What does it uh, remind you of? Um... I can't remember the name, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um... It reminds me, like, super vaguely of, like, the whole Octopus. Yeah, okay, Behold the Octopus. That's not what I was thinking of, but yeah, like, definitely. For sure. Um, uh, yeah. Very, very vaguely. Uh, yeah, it reminds me of, yeah, it's like some kind of, like, like old school, like, metalcore, I guess. But, like, definitely, like, a lot more geared towards just shifting fucking dissonance. Um, uh, is this all instrumental? Um, I think so. Yowie plays a dense foreign language through two guitars which communicate in an angry six-string banter over strictly scattered drums. The power trio speaks in alien code with founding member I can't think Looks like a defense trader. Defense trader playing the part of percussive conductor. Each song comes densely packed with rare repetitions. Uh, a series of guitar riffs pass like clever one-liners with unbridled speed. Oh, I was about to say speed. Bless. <laughs> That's just part oh, of it. Yeah. Bless <laughs> meaning like you want to make this section smaller again. Um... I was about to correct it and say fewer. Um, you know. <laughs> uh, right. I was going to say something. I don't remember what it was. It, it does upset me a little bit that this was made in 2017 and it doesn't seem that they made anything since. 
Um, I hope if you guys are still doing it big in Antarctica that you will consider making another album because this shit is fat. I think music is actually illegal on Antarctica. I think that's the main reason. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I saw recently, I, I was watching a video about um, like musical tones. And it was very interesting. I watched um, this video on how, like, uh, oh, goodness, what was his name? Eric Valentine, I think, from uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Was it the, I, I can't remember. Whoever it was, one of the guitarists from Queens of the Stone Age, not Josh Homme. Um, he got a lot of the, uh, the tones from that album was that he actually played uh, his guitar through a bass amp. But yeah, just kind of like overdrove the shit out of it, equalized it and everything. And it was, it was really fascinating to watch. And it never like occurred to me like, oh yeah, I could play my guitar through a bass amp, drive the fuck out of it, and it would sound super fat. I think the thing, the main thing, I know that a lot of people like, for example, the Fender Bassman is an extremely popular bass amp that's used for guitar because it has so much fucking headroom. Yeah, yeah. And people like love headroom. Great, great amp. And so, I mean, that's probably the main reason. Um, I, I think that's cool. That's a really novel idea. I, I've never done anything with that. I don't have any bass amps. Yeah. There was also a big thing, too, that they, um, and I don't know why this never occurred to me, but they tuned to, like, C standard for that album, for, for the album in particular Jesus that I was Christ. listening to. That makes sense, I guess. Uh, yeah. song, songs for the Dead. Yeah. Songs I, for the, sorry, Songs for the Songs for the Death. Songs for the Death, yeah. Not Dead, Death. You could have fucking said anything, and I would have just been like, "Yeah, yep, I remember that one." You know that album? I do. Yeah. I mean, I I, I know very vague amounts of things. Pretty much, probably really just like their hits mainly. Like no one knows. Go with the flow. Go with the flow. Yeah. Um, I could go with the flow. Yeah. I yep. like Queens of the Stone Age a lot. I like Josh Homme a lot. Seems like a cool fellow. Yeah. And I like his connection with Mastodon too. You know, that's kind of yeah. cool. I also really like that song that he did on uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 with Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Yeah. My dad knows Willie Nelson. No, he doesn't. He does not. He does. He's laid floors for him. Well, okay, but hang on. He's done floors for him or he knows him? He knows him. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So he could be like, For real? He's got stories. He's got stories. Really? Yeah. He's got stories. He'll be here in a, a, well, tomorrow. Yeah, I know. I'd really like to talk to him about that. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I know your dad, I know you met Bristol Palin from doing floors with your dad. Yes. But Willie Nelson. Yeah. So, so hang on. Willie Nelson doesn't live in Alaska, does he? Where does Willie Nelson live? Um, at the time, I don't know. I, I don't. It's been a while since my dad told me the story. I think you this, is probably... this is probably the most interesting thing you've ever said, right? <laughs> um, this, I don't know if this is like in like maybe the late '80s or the '90s or something. I could talk about um, this for literally an hour. It, it was somewhere in the South. It was not in Alaska, okay, as far okay. as I recall. I think it's like maybe Texas somewhere. Yeah, Texas. That makes sense. Um, but um, uh, yeah, so I'd have to. Ask my dad about it again. It's been I would a while. really like you to do that. <laughs> of course, go go. You know, like go figure. I'm gonna ask him again, and he's gonna be like, "Oh, that was a fucking joke. You believe that?" <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's like the Tom Segura joke. Um, the, 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 with um, uh, um Tommy, Tommy Lee Jones, Jones gay. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> I was like, nobody verifies shit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I believe my dad. I think he's a um, well. I think he's a trustworthy man. You know, because he looks like me. And um, 
And so I don't want to think that anyone who looks like me isn't trustworthy. What about Trevor James? <laughs> Tempura. You know, every fucking time I see the word tempura, I think tempura. Because of him. Because of that fucking my, guy. My favorite that one, though, is, <laughs> check it out, guys. It's Trevor James. We're down here in uh, wherever the fuck they were at. Uh, in in uh, Mexico, just outside of Mexico City. And we're going to have a, oh, we're going to have a real Mexican treat breakfast. We're going to have the, the famous tamal. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to have the famous enchilada. Well, I love the, the two that he said that he got really wrong that drove me nuts. And I was talking to uh, to the GF about this last night, actually, was Tamal, which is funny because, you know, she's she's Hispanic. But um, her Spanish. Yes. Thank you. She's they Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the, the tamal, that one drove me nuts because he's like, that tamal. And not, obviously, I'm trying to say tamale, but he says tamal. But the one that actually really drove me up a wall was when he's like, uh, oh, check it out, guys. We're going to go get some, uh, we're going to go get some Al Pastor tacos. And what, <laughs> what really bothers me about that one, personally, is that the phrase oh, Al Pastor God. has such like, um, it's got almost like a sex appeal to it. You know what I mean? It's just such a it's such a pleasing phrase. Like it just sounds good. You hear somebody say like, "Yeah, would you like to try some al pastor?" Yeah. Like, Ooh, fuck, fuck, that sounds good. Pastor. Al pastor. Al pastor. Would you like some al pastor? Like, fuck. I'm your pastor, Al. I'm Pastor Al. Check it out, guys. Oh, Trevor James. Oh, this food is going to take you straight to heaven. <laughs> it's going to kill you. <laughs> it's going to fucking kill you. Mm, muy rico. I was just like, oh I, I just, I just, I, I love, I mean, yeah, we used to like riff off of just like funny he's ass so shit about funny. the guy. But like. I still love his channel, but he's a huge dork. I know. I just like, I, I, I was recently thinking of like how funny it would be if he was like, I'm here in this. This uh, little place in Mexico, and um, there's this traditional meal that they enjoy here, and it's actually served out of a toilet. And so I'm here, and they have assure assured me this is totally fresh. Mmm. Yeah. It's it, the you know, it's funny. It uh, Back in Canada, we had something very similar that uh, we would make that we called shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they call it uh, La Cago. They uh, call it la caca. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Now I believe that cago is actually Spanish for shit. I mean, you guys, it, is. it yeah. is, isn't it? Okay. But um, <laughs> like, I hope I'm getting that right. Uh, 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 um. That's why a buddy of mine told me that Chicago, like sometimes Spanish-speaking people make fun of like that because they're like it's like Chicago. Like, yeah, I'd really shit. like it if he was like, uh, oh, check it out, guys. This is Trevor James here, and I'm in the middle of a gutter about to overdose on black tar heroin. <laughs> oh, this will take you straight to heaven. And that's like his suicide note. <laughs> oh, man. 10 out of 10. I do recommend black tar heroin sometime before you die, but not long before because it's going to fucking kill you. 
I know two things for a fact. Okay. That Trevor James is a fan of the channel and that he is laughing his gills off I like off Trevor right James. Now. I like him. I, I know I, he's I, listening. I, right I've now. said I think he is a dork, but I like him. I think he's a I cool like guy. his channel. He's a cool guy. I mean, and shit. I mean, he speaks like what now, like four or five different. Dude, that is it is fucking intense, and he speaks like it seems like fluent uh, Mandarin, which is pretty fucking impressive. But he lives in China, dude. He was was doing that like um, white guy speaks perfect Chinese shit way before like these other dorks were doing it. Yeah, you've watched those too, huh? Well, I've watched them, but I've certainly seen the thumbnails. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna go into a Chinese restaurant in Chinatown and surprise everybody when I'm speaking perfect Chinese. I kind of like, I hate watching, well, okay, I I like Trevor James, but I hate watching that shit that's like specifically like, oh, hey, I'm a white person and I'm speaking, because it's just like, it's almost like, um, like, we get it, you're like white. language porn. It's just like, wow, he really got him. He heard them like talking bad about him behind his back, and you know, it's just like, it's dude, just... there is literally that. Like, I go into a nail salon, and I can tell what they're saying about me. And it's just, yeah, it's like that weird, like, fantasy, like, porn of, like, oh, what if I knew, like, all the languages of the world and I could just, like, catch people red-handed talking shit about me? Like, they would never expect that I... If if you could, like, if I could fucking stamp you on the forehead with the bottom of my palm and you just instantly mastered a language, but you got to choose. Like, you said it out loud and I go, boom, thy will be done, and you just learned it. What what fucking language would you like to instantly master? That's fucking hard because like part, part of me wants to say a very useful language like Spanish. Uh, I honestly do think Spanish would be my answer. Yeah, Spanish is probably my answer. But if we're saying just like for pure, just like fun. Well, I mean, it could be for whatever you want. Instant mastery. Yeah. It could be um, fucking Latin if you wanted to. It could be Aramaic. Well, I've always had a, a weird passing interest in um, Hungarian. So yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, think like Hungarian. I think Hungarian would be a fun one to look kind of learn. I like Italian a lot. Although that's the funny thing is, I feel like if I instantly mastered Spanish, I would get like at least thirty percent of Italian. Mm-hmm. So they're they're pretty similar languages, and I know I might catch a lot of shit for that, but realistically, a lot of your guys's words and phrases are the same. So yeah, you, you get mad if you want, but that's that's still accurate. Yeah. Yep. Um, French cool French isn't terribly dissimilar, but there's a lot more dissimilarities between French for sure. I think. Yeah. Yep. I would say either, for me, either Spanish or Japanese. Yeah, oh shit, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Japanese would be uh, extremely fucking cool. cool. I did learn a little bit of uh, Tagalog. I speak, like, a little, like, I I would not, obviously, anywhere fucking near, say, conversational in any language other than English, but I really like studying language. I've studied... I barely Italian. know conversational English. Yeah, that's true. You just learned how to <laughs> Can't read. Can't hold a fucking conversation <laughs> with a stranger. Yeah, I just learned English. Uh, no, I started learning a little bit of Tagalog. I really like Tagalog. Um, uh, Spanish, of course. Fucking uh, Italian, French. Um, there was a time where I was... Tra- a little bit of Japanese. There was a time where I was trying to learn, like, uh, Ukrainian. But I was using the fucking Duolingo, you know, like every schmuck... Uh, I was using Duolingo, and it's like, oh, cool, so you have a Ukrainian keyboard. I'm like, of course I don't have a Ukrainian keyboard. Oh, yeah, that's right. Totally different characters and shit. Wow, wow, wow. wow. Oh, wow, wow, wow. That'd be cool. Yeah, something uh, 
What about like uh, like Arabic? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I know Habibi in Arabic. Habibi. Habibi. You are Habibi. Oh. Yeah, I'm blushing. Well, I mean that. That's the correct response. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? It's like it's like saying like babe. Ooh. Like it's like yeah, one who I admire. Jesus. But if you could call Sarah Habibi, and it would be you know cute. Habibi. Habibi. That is like fun, like funny that it just coincidentally sounds like hey baby. That's that may as well be what it is. That's fucking funny. Yeah. But it's funny because like um, my uh, my Filipino coworker who I worked with. Who was actually teaching me Tagalog um, very slowly? Uh, he he was he would call me Habibi every day because he used to live in Saudi Arabia, so it's kind of interesting. He lived in I, I fucking know it. He lived in uh, the Philippines for a long time. He was raised there and then moved to Saudi Arabia to be an accountant of all things. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. It was I, funny, I just find was, it more funny, like no, no, an accountant of all things. <laughs> well, hey, here's here's the thing. I think I would, I, I think you'd find really funny because there's obviously a big cultural barrier between him and I, and, and you and I, for that matter. No, but uh, hey. between him and I, and uh, I wouldn't say big, but there's there's some certainly. And uh, I remember talking to him once, and he was you know talking about how he used to live in Saudi Arabia, and I said uh, you know. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about moving out of this country. Do you think I should move to Saudi Arabia? And he goes, no, you would not like it. And I go, why? And he says, because it's too hot. And I go, that's the fucking reason I wouldn't like Saudi Arabia? Out of all of the reasons I might not like Saudi Arabia, that's the one we're going to go with? He goes, yeah, it's way too hot. It's a desert. I'm like, I'm from fucking Florida. I get that Saudi Arabia is different. It's a totally different climate, and it might even be hotter. But uh, I think there's a lot of things I would, a lot of things I'd put much higher up on that list. Like women aren't people in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Boy, that one's gonna get taken out of context. But uh, oh yeah, they're just gonna <laughs> clip you just saying women yeah, aren't people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Fuck. all of the fucking other big like reasons to um, have issue with their politics, maybe over the heat. I thought yeah. that was pretty funny. So after, so since that clip's going to get taken out of context, I'm just going to go ahead and say it right now, that I don't align myself with his fucking views. <laughs> and I, I I have certainly said nothing Woo. that can be taken out of context. So I am going to defend myself and throw um, Daniel under the bus here. Thank and you. I'm going to save my career. So, yeah, there we go. I'm not even going to defend it. Like, if you can't take that joke, it's I don't want you to hot over there. It's too hot Oh, he's a cool guy. I miss him. He was really sweet. He actually um, he gave me a cake and a card for my birthday. How cool is that? No way. Cake. He brought me a cake for my birthday. Is it made out of sand? Oh, it was made out of cheese. You'd get that if you knew anything about other cultures. No way. Cheesecake? Oh, they eat cheesecake over there? No, but their desserts, a lot of their desserts have cheese in them. Filipinos. Yummy. Filipino desserts, I mean. It's actually really good. I like I like Filipino food a lot. Like uh, I mean, granted, obviously I could be like, yo, I like lumpia. I like pancit. It's like yeah, the shit that everybody's eating. I like adobo. I like um, I like Goldilocks. Goldilocks are good. I like fucking uh, uh, suman and other things I can't think of. Of course, pancit and lumpia are fucking amazing. Though. Yeah, Filipino food is awesome. I, like I brought food. you Sumon once and you didn't eat it. No way, that sucks. I know. 
like coconut sweet sticky rice. Really good. Interesting. Yeah, it's really good. And they like shape it out like cigars. Fucking awesome. Nice. Anyways, as much as I would love to talk about this Willie Nelson thing again, maybe we should shelf that for our next podcast. I guess so. Well, yeah, I guess first I'll confer with my father and, and make yeah. sure that it's a legit story. Okay. I and mean, he's a storied man. So you know what would be sure kind of that, fun? Sure what would be really legit, fun yeah. is if... So your dad's not going to be in town for one day, correct? Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's hard to say. I'm I was going to say, if sure. he's in town for like two or three days, what could be really fun is like sitting down with him and being like, hey, would you tell me some stories about Willie Nelson and like bring your little field recorder and then we'll just inject it into the show. Yeah. Novel idea. That would be really fun. Yeah. We could do it like between takes or something so we're not interrupting anyone else. That would be a lot of fun. Anyways, people, we have had so much fun with you today. I have, at least. I can read Evan's mind so I can tell that he hasn't. He doesn't even like doing this shit anymore. He's been telling me he's been thinking about quitting. Oh, my God. Um, smoking again, I mean. Not the podcast. <laughs> but, uh... We've had so much fun today. It's important to remember, I think, when reflecting back on this episode, to think how much you love this show, how much you love your wonderful and gracious co-hosts, how much you love Popeye's new chicken sandwiches. You know, I went to fucking Popeye's yesterday, and they don't do the shrimp po' boy anymore. It's so fucking Are you disappointing. Serious? Yeah, that's actually upsetting. Those disappointing. Really good. Yeah. Yep. The shrimp poor boy. The poor boy. The poor boy sandwich. Anyways, thank you so much for watching, guys. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. Smash that share it with your friends button. Um, let's see. Three good three good things to live by. Don't smoke meth. Um, don't buy uh, car insurance from an iguana man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yeah. chances are, if that new Jeep you're planning on buying is missing a tire, it's probably missing something else, too. <laughs> oh, lordy. Um, Iguanaman. <laughs> okay. Hi, John Iguanaman here. John Iguanaman. <laughs> signing off from the first cut. Good night, people. Good night. <laughs>